there are some couples that actually feel more comfortable being naked physically with each other, sexually, but refuse to become naked emotionally with each other. They will not share their deepest fears. They still hold secrets from each other. They are guarded. They have guarded their heart in some way, and therefore they don't create that bonding because it feels unsafe to be in that vulnerable state. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, why bonding with your spouse is so important. Yeah, that's a big one. The most important thing in a relationship between a husband and wife is this concept of bonding. Yes. I use the story of my little blue car, Tracy. Okay. (laughs) I have a crappy little 93 Honda Del Sol. Her name is Tracy. She's got 200,000 plus miles on her and she's the best car I've ever owned. I love this car. You do. Uh, I took her for a drive yesterday and I was out for two hours almost just because I just was enjoying driving the back roads of the Pacific Northwest here. And it was lovely. Columbia Gorge right now is just stunning. I have no desire to ever sell Tracy. I love my car. And that's because I have bonded with my car. Now, she's not the fastest, she's not the prettiest, she doesn't always run the right the right way, and she costs me money to keep, you know, fixing her and putting energy and effort to make sure she's running right. I don't regret any of it. I love every aspect of it, and that's because I am bonded to her. Well, what happened when she got stolen? When she got stolen and she was gone for a week, I cried. Yes. I was heartbroken. And what's even stranger is another Del Sol won't fill this gap. No. It's this Del Sol. It's this little car. Right. It is, I don't know why, we took her on a 2,400-mile round trip to Southern California this year in August. And it was the best vacation I've ever had. And every time you talk about needing to have a nicer looking car or something like that. More reliable. More reliable. As soon as you get into Tracy, the first thing you say as soon as we start going is, I just love driving this car. It's that car that when you get out of at the parking lot, you know, at the grocery store and you're walking away, you turn around to look at your car. Most people don't do that because they haven't bonded with their car. It's just a utilitarian thing. It's a it's an A to B from point A to point B. But for for gearheads, for guys who love cars, they will occasionally bond with a car. Yeah. But it's that bond that says, I don't want to trade you in. I'm not looking to upgrade. I'm not looking to get rid of you. It's not about the performance or your body style that makes me not love you. It's the bond that makes me love you. And unfortunately, husbands and wives don't actually create those bonds when they get married as frequently as needs to happen. And that is why people end up looking to other people or they think about, you know, well, my my wife is starting to sag, bag and drag. And so I'm going to upgrade with my secretary and I'm going to leave my spouse and find a cuter or a better looking or a funner or whatever, because they haven't bonded. Marriage is utilitarian about making me happy. And it's not about a relationship anymore. So I have a question for you about bonding. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I think that I have heard or read somewhere that 
when you have your first sexual experience prior to marriage, that's the actual person that you tend to bond to in that aspect. Is that correct? It's not like imprinting, like a duck when it's born and it imprints on the first person that you see. But the sexual act is a very strong bonding experience. And for individuals that see sex as utilitarian, again, it's just about pleasure. There isn't anything spiritual or emotionally connective about it. And that's why we can go out and sleep with a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. They are risking tainting that bonding experience in some way. You can have sex with someone and not bond them, even if they're your first sexual experience. But if you've had the chance to wait or you have the first sexual experience with your spouse, it creates a bond because that is something that's a level of intimacy you've never shared with anybody, anybody else. else ever again. And this this podcast episode isn't about, you know, sex before marriage or anything like that. Right. But the question you're asking, it is absolutely a contributor to that bonding experience. And that's why some couples actually struggle with this because they don't see sex as part of that bonding experience. They see it more as utilitarian. Is it just bringing me pleasure? Am right. I having enough orgasms or having sex frequently enough? It's, right. it's about their own selfish desires and it's not about a shared mutual experience. Right. And so bonding really then comes as well, aside from the sexual aspect, the emotional connection. Yeah. I think that's where that emotional connection piece is really If you're missing that or lacking that, you're not going to be bonded either. There are some couples that actually feel more comfortable being naked physically with each other, sexually, but refuse to become naked emotionally with each other. They will not share their deepest fears. They still hold secrets from each other. They are guarded. They have guarded their heart in some way, and therefore they don't create that bonding because it feels unsafe to be in that vulnerable state. Right. Bonding comes with being vulnerable with each other. I like that. Yeah. And again, that is scary, like crazy scary for a lot of people, especially if you've been hurt in the past. You've done that with someone else and they have broken your heart or they've cheated on you or they have dumped you or they have left you or they've said harsh, harsh words to you. Your survival brain kicks in and says, I am never going to put myself in that vulnerable position Mm -hmm. ever again because I never want to experience that kind of pain ever again. And so we shut off. We become guarded. We withdraw emotionally. And that's when couples turn into roommates. They function and they raise the kids and they bring in two incomes and they are happy living kind of a mediocre life, but they don't have that bond there anymore. This is the importance of bonding it and what it looks like on a practical basis. I'll never sell Tracy. I'll keep that car for as long as I can drive her. And if I can't drive her, I'll probably, you know, give her to Sam and he'll keep her for years and years and years afterwards. Now I might buy another car because cars aren't wives. Let's be really, really clear about that. (laughs) I'm allowed to buy another car that's probably more reliable. And if I want to take a really comfortable trip with you and it's not windy and it's not noisy and we want to make sure it doesn't break down, then we'll just buy another newer, more reliable car. But I will still hold on to Tracy because she's special to me. She's right. I've bonded to her. If your marriage is struggling, if your marriage doesn't feel that spark, if it doesn't have that connection, if it has struggled with either fidelity or just boringness, you might want to look at this topic of bonding. Have you actually bonded to each other? Have you become vulnerable with each other? Have you 
made that connection, that emotional connection that says, it doesn't matter what you look like. It's because you're mine that I'm going to stay with you, that I can't wait to grow old with you. Right. And become that couple who's sitting on the bench feeding the pigeons. It doesn't matter. I want to be with you. When I've given up my identity, my individualness, because now I am part of a greater whole. I am not a single person anymore. I live my life and I have to take you into consideration with everything that I do because I'm married. That's how I have to live now. And I gladly adopt that identity. And I know some people are listening to this going, that's it. We're done. We're never listening to another episode because I don't want to give up who I am. I know that that message is hard to hear. And I will gladly kindly, respectfully have a dialogue with anyone who wants to challenge me on that. That might actually be a fun podcast episode. If someone wanted to argue for the other side, I would be glad to have that conversation respectfully, kindly, appropriately, because that is the cancer that I think is ruining so many marriages, that desire to stay independent and not bond. Right. Marriage becomes, again, utilitarian and not connective. There isn't a spiritual aspect to it anymore. And that is heartbreaking. That's disappointing. So if you're listening to this, you're going, huh, my man wheels are turning now. If you have more questions about this, you can email my wife on this one. No, you can email Shannon at securemarriage.com or Paul at securemarriage.com. And we'd be glad to have a longer dialogue or answer more questions. Or if you wanted to have a conversation even on air, I'm not opposed to that. That might be an interesting little conversation to have. Either way, we hope this is helpful. We hope this is encouraging. We hope that it answers some of the questions as to why things are struggling in your relationship. Um, and if you want to get more information on where to begin, securemarriage.com is a place to start. We have a little quiz that you can assess yourself on the six parts of the Secure Marriage Framework. Sound good? Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you later. Mm, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.